0: Well, hello and welcome to this English question and answer lesson. Sometimes people will ask me what the topic is when I start these live lessons and the topic today is you. The topic is the questions you ask me and the answers that I try to give. So, on other days of the week, I definitely have topics but on Saturday, it's just a time where you can ask questions and I try my best to answer them. I see a ton of people in the chat saying hello. I know Guhan is here, Aniko is here, Moto Explorer, Mode Eggs, Anita is here. As I scroll back, I see Patana, I see Lolly Lolly, and Rod, the Brazilian English teacher, and so many more people. Maria C is here, Julia Olis, and then just so many people saying hello. Um, I don't think I've seen that many hellos in the chat until Uh, just today. So, thank you. I'm kind of uh, I'm flattered by all the hellos. Sometimes it feels like I'm just talking to the camera. So, it's important for me to look at the chat to see all of the people who are here having conversations with each other while I try to answer some questions. Uh, Give me one sec here to make sure that the link is up. If you do have a question, there is a link in the description below You can also uh, follow the link that Nightbot and Todd and Dave will put in the chat. And of course, if you um, are a member, then a little while later in the live lesson, there will be a members only chat time where you can ask questions um, directly. But for now, if you have questions, please use the form. I'm gonna jump over to see if the questions are starting to come in. They usually are and the sooner I get started, the better. So, let's see here. The next, the first question is from Mia and Mia says, hello teacher Bob. Hope you are having a good day. I am Mia. It is a beautiful Saturday. I was outside this morning doing some work on the farm and I plan to go out after the live stream to do a little bit more work. It's a beautiful day. It's not super warm. It's only about eight degrees Celsius but a good day for working outside. Could you please explain what the phrase humor me means? Thank you. So, if I say to someone that I want them to do something, And they think it's pointless but I want them to do it anyways. I might say, hey, just humor me. So, here's a good example. Let's say someone's having trouble with their computer and I say to them, did you turn your computer off and turn it back on again? And they say, yes, I tried that. I could say, well, try it again. Just humor me. So, it's basically saying, please do it again just because I'm asking you to. Um it is a fairly common phrase by the way. We do hear it quite often. Uh let's see here. From Mary Kay, the next question. Hi, teacher Bob. Hope you're having a great day. I am. I hope you are too, Mary. My question is, what is the difference between implementation and realization, impediment and hindrance? So, an impediment and a hindrance are pretty much the same thing. They're things that make it difficult for you to make progress or to go somewhere, okay? If there were uh things on the road that I couldn't drive by, that would be a hindrance. That would be an impediment. It would be something that stops me from making progress. Um and then backing up realization is when you have a realization, it means some you suddenly understand something, okay? It has other meanings but that's the one meaning that's coming to mind and implementation is when you have a plan and then you start the plan. So, if your plan was to work out every day of the week and you're going to start on Monday. We would say that on Monday you are implementing the plan. Your implementation of the plan starts on Monday. Let me just do a quick audio check everyone. I think everything's working well but it's always a good idea just to double check. Looks like we got audio working great. Let me see if I can get the next question up on the screen. Mike says, hi, Bob. Could you use these in example sentences? Insightful, breakaway, and grudge. Thanks. So, when somebody says something like that song, I think that song is about love. You could say, oh, that's very insightful. So, when someone thinks deeply and comes to conclusions about things, we say that they are an insightful person or that they're having an insightful idea okay so usually someone who says something profound something very very intelligent you might say that that's insightful uh and then breakaway um so the only thing i can think of immediately is in a sport if you get the ball from the other team and run to the end to score and you're all by yourself we call it a breakaway and then a grudge is when somebody does something to you that makes you angry and you don't forget it you just Constantly are annoyed by that person because you are holding a grudge against them or you have a grudge. Um, the telephone's ringing. We can just ignore it because Jen will answer the telephone. I guarantee. Apparently, after one ring, she answered the telephone. Let's see here. Next question is from Natalia. Natalia says, What do you say if you forget a word or phrase? I like to say, How to say, but my teacher corrects for well or let me think. It sounds so unnatural to me. So here's let me let me pretend to forget a word. So sometimes the cats climb the um, how do you say it? The tree. Um, sometimes I drive in, ah oh, what do you call it? The car. Um, sometimes I want to, hmm, how do you say this? I want to jump. So I say, how do you say it a lot. I think you could definitely say let me think and it will sound a little more professional. If I say something like the other day, I was riding my hmm, let me see. Let me think here. I was riding my bike. So, all of those pause phrases are good. Natalia, I should do a video on phrases you can use to pause the conversation so you can think. That would be a good lesson. Maybe I'll do that uh, later this week or next week. Next question from Tales or Talis from Brazil. Hi, teacher Bob. Hope you're having a great weekend. When can I use the expression whatsoever? Does it mean the same as at all? Thank you. So, I don't like spiders whatsoever. I don't like spiders at all. In those two sentences, I use them completely interchangeably. So, they do work interchangeably. it looks like Panthera Nori is here. Hi, Panthera. Good to see you. Uh Brent from American English with this guy is here as well. I see a few new people in the chat. I see Judith or Rose is here. Good to see you as well. Uh let me scroll back and look for some more familiar names. Uh Sita is here. Good to see Sita as well. And Anita. Very good to see all of you. Talk Italian with Arone is here as well. If I missed your name, sorry, it's hard to say everyone's name but welcome to the live English lesson. Let me get to the next question so that we can keep making progress. We need to keep moving. That's what I always say. Bernadette says, "Hello Bob. Which word is most frequently used, spine or backbone? Thank you for your answer." Yeah, so it depends. Like medically, if you're at the doctor, the doctor would probably say, "Where does it hurt?" and you would say, "Oh, it's my spine. My spine hurts." Um, we use backbone a lot more to talk about when someone Um, is courageous or determined. We say they have a lot of backbone. So medically, I would say the most common word to use is spine. Yes. Like they injured their spine or he was in a car accident and now his spine is very very sore. That's how we would say it. Uh let's see here. Next question is from Andre and Andre says, hello, mister Bob. Could you please make some phrases with overdue, obnoxious, sneeringly, overblown. I really appreciate your classes. I wish you the best. So now Oscar's barking. It's a very happening morning here on the farm. First the phone was ringing. Now Oscar is barking. So anyways when you take a book out from the library and if it is supposed to be back on a Saturday and you don't bring it back we would say the book is overdue. Okay? That means you need to bring it back. If someone is acting in a really annoying way we would say that they're being obnoxious. I'll be honest. Sometimes teenagers can be very obnoxious. They say things and do things that just aren't very nice for the people around them. Um sneeringly, we don't use very much. Like if you sneer, it's like you make this kind of aggressive crude face. We don't say it very much but we do use overblown. Um if someone tells a story and it's they're kind of exaggerating, we would say, oh, it's kind of overblown. Like, she went in the ditch with her car. It wasn't that bad of an accident. When she tells it, her story's kind of overblown. Like she's exaggerating quite a bit. Um next question from Zeus. Zeus says, Bob, what does what does it mean the bottom line? So, the bottom line is a term we use in business. Um when a business is profitable, it meets the bottom line. Like when you want to make sure that your business is run well, you wanna make sure that you um Yeah, let's look it up. Let's make sure I get a good definition of this. So, the bottom line is the final total of an account balance sheet or the financials of a business, okay? So, basically, you wanna make sure that you're making money, okay? You wanna make sure that uh, you are always looking at the bottom line when you're running the business. You want to ensure that your business is profitable, I'm clicking all over. Let me just check one thing. I wanna say hi to the 287 people watching. Welcome to this English lesson. I hope that you enjoy it. There is of course a subscribe button there if you want to subscribe and I appreciate it when people subscribe to my channel. Uh, let's see here. Eduardo, let me, I'll try to explain this Eduardo. Hi, Bob. Good morning. Hi, Eduardo. Could you explain, I think she's doing booze. He'll find him and make him squeal. I heard in Family Guy but it's not clear for me Thanks. So, when someone is doing something, like when we don't say doing booze, we usually say someone is drinking a lot, okay? We mean alcoholic beverages. They might have used that phrase um, in Family Guy. Um, usually, we use that with drugs. We'll say someone is doing drugs. When it comes to alcohol though, we usually say someone is drinking or they are drinking too much. As to make him squeal, it usually means to make the person tell a secret or tell you something. Um so, that's how I would define those two, Eduardo. Hopefully, that made sense. Let's see here. Ukra says, have you been to Grand Rapids? Yes, in Michigan, I have been to Grand Rapids. What is the difference between constant and permanent, instant versus prompt versus immediate? So, yeah, So, if something is constant, it means it's happening all the time, okay? So, when I was doing self-isolation, I slept in this room and the clock just made a constant noise and it was hard for me to sleep. It's a little different than permanent. When you build something outside out of concrete, you do that because you want it to be permanent. You want it to last forever, okay? So, that's the difference. Um instant means like it wasn't there and now it is. Okay? So, he appeared instantly or it was an instant change. So, it means it took no time at all. Prompt means to simply be on time. Um and immediate means we usually use that to mean close. Like my immediate neighbors, my immediate family. They're they're the people who are close to me. Magdi has the next question and Magdi says, how can I go from intermediate to advanced level. So this is tricky Maggie. There's a couple of things that you need to do. Number one is all of the things you're doing now to study English. You have to add some variety to that. So if you're spending 30 minutes a week speaking English with someone on Skype. You should spend maybe more time but you should also be speaking with another person as well. You need to add some variation. If you're only reading one type of novel, you need to start reading other types of novels. If you only read the news, you should start reading other things like novels. So, moving from intermediate to advanced can be spending more time but it can also mean doing different things and then as I always say, make sure you're spending a good amount of time reading, writing, listening, and speaking. For sure, if you wanna move from intermediate to advanced, you need to be doing all four of those things almost equally. Uh let's see here. So, Nexon says, hello teacher Bob. Hi, Nexion. Could you explain what it means lost in translation? Thank you. So, sometimes we write things in English and it's just beautiful and when we translate it to another language, it's not as beautiful. This happens a lot with poetry where when you translate the poem from one language to another, It loses its original beauty and meaning. Um this also happens sometimes with music. If you listen to a French song and then you translate it to English, the lyrics maybe don't mean the same thing. It it might be hard to translate well and so we would say that you lose something in translation or the meaning is lost in translation. Let's see here. Athanasios says, hello, teacher Bob. Hi, Athanasios. I hope things are well over there in Greece. How are you today? We have one oil refinery and then we have two oil refineries. I'm looking for the plural form. Thank you. Yes, definitely. If you have one big oil refinery and they build another one beside it, you would say there are now two oil refineries. Hey, Eduardo, thanks so much for the super chat. That is awesome of you. Thank you for supporting me and the work I do here on YouTube. It's a lot of fun but at the same time, when people give me super chats, it it is nice because it lets me uh buy equipment. It lets me buy my family pizza once in a while. Sometimes, I do that. I take the super chat money and I buy my kids pizza with it every once in a while. So, thanks, Eduardo. That was very nice of you. Um from Mahmood. Hello, teacher Bob. How are you doing? I'm an Arabian guy and I find English names very challenging. So, could you please give me some tips? Oh, that's a hard one because yeah, some of the names are very straightforward. They're easy to pronounce but some are not and I even have trouble sometimes pronouncing names correctly. Um sometimes it's best just to ask the person how they say their name. I know that might not like am I pronouncing your name correctly? Um I've had students for over 20 years and even as an English native speaker. I sometimes ask students how I how to pronounce their names because I don't always know how to do it. Luis says, Luis Piccolo. Hello, teacher Bob. Greetings from Brazil. Hello, Luis. Could you give us ways to practice our speaking alone? Thanks a lot. So, a number of the common ways to do this are number one, read out loud. It's not the same as having a conversation but it makes you practice using all of the right muscles. Um talk to yourself. Talk to yourself in the mirror record yourself talking. Listen to it and then try to improve. Um watch YouTube videos and listen for like 30 seconds and hit pause and then say what the person has just said. That's called shadowing or mirroring someone. Um just find as many ways as you can. What I really like to recommend is that you narrate your life from time to time. Go for a walk and as you're walking say out loud all of the things you're doing as you do them. So, Right now, I am doing a live stream. I am picking up my glass of water. I am taking a sip of water. I am trying not to slurp my water because that bothers that bothers people. <laughs> Next question. Let's see here. Um Guhan says, good morning, Mr. Bob. Based on yesterday's lesson, can I know other words to say for the word airplane? Thank you. So, we say airplane, we say plane, Um, I think that's about it but by the way, Guhan's referring to this. Yesterday, we did a lesson on air travel. You can still go watch it if you want and a shorter version will come up uh, in about 24 hours that you can also watch um, just to practice that. Um, But other words from airplanes, like sometimes we use the word flight to talk about air travel. So, you could say, I'm going to go to France. I'm going to go by plane or you could say, I'm going to take a flight. So, we kind of make it we use flight. Like we're talking about the actual time that you're in the air. But generally, we would say plane. Wuhan. I think that is the most common way to refer to it. <laughs> Fox and Sox says yesterday talking about the economy class. You use the word squishy. What does squishy mean? Well, let's go find that slide for a sec. Let's real quick find So, here this guy's in the middle seat and you can see it's very squishy. When something is squishy, it means everything's really close together or all the people are really close together and you don't have any extra room. So, that is what squishy means. When you are in business class, you have lots of room. It's very comfortable but when you're in economy class, the seats are very narrow and you might have a person whose shoulder is touching you. You might be squished together. It might be very very squishy. Great question Fox. Uh let's see here. Mode says hi mister Bob. Is it fuller or more full and how strictly do you follow the one syllable rule? P.S. Désolé lolly. Um so fuller. This one is fuller than that one. This one is more full than that one. So I think it's more correct to say more full. Um Full, fuller, fullest. No, we would say fuller. Yeah, this one's fuller than that one. Um I think we use them interchangeably. If I had two cups, I could say this cup is more full than that cup or this cup is fuller than that cup and then how strictly do we follow the one syllable rule? When we are talking mode, there are many rules that we ignore just to speak creatively and in an enjoyable way. Let's see here. AOI says, how can I improve my speaking skill if I don't have any expat friends? So, if you don't have any English speaking friends uh, to practice your English with, I still think the best way is to to hire someone using Preply or Italki or Cambly or one of the available online methods. Spend some money and get a tutor. There is nothing that will ever replace having someone to talk to. So, if you don't have anyone close by, That's what I would recommend. If you can't do that, if it's too expensive uh, or for whatever reason, then all of the things I mentioned earlier work as well from the previous question. Um, Do a lot of speaking out loud, reading out loud, um, shadow uh, people on YouTube. So, play the video and then pause and say what they're saying. All of those are very, very helpful. Tabarak says, what is the difference between afraid and frightened? Yesterday in the dark I was afraid yesterday in the dark I was frightened we would use both i think afraid is a little more common um and we generally use afraid when we're describing what we're afraid of like i'm afraid of snakes i'm afraid of spiders a little bit i'm not afraid of the dark i'm afraid of heights so even though you could say i'm frightened of heights that's not a common way to say it but afraid and frightened mean exactly the same thing you know he was very afraid Um, He was very frightened. When he watched the horror movie, he was afraid. When he watched the horror movie, he was frightened. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Just a reminder to the 400, almost 400 people watching. If you do have a question, please use the form to ask the question instead of asking it in the chat. I am working my way through the form as quickly as possible and we will get to the end hopefully. We'll see. Next question from Byron from Nicaragua. Hi, teacher Bob. I would like to know the difference between debris and wreckage. Thanks. Have a nice day. When a plane crashes, there's a lot of debris on the ground. There is a lot of wreckage. They mean almost the same thing. In my mind, my definition, debris would be like um things like small pieces of like paper and plastic and people's luggage and Um things that broke and wreckage would be like bigger pieces of the plane. It's not a perfect definition. You can definitely say they are the same word but in my mind, there might be a slight difference in terms of size but when there is a plane crash, there's usually a lot of debris and there's usually a lot of wreckage. I would use both words interchangeably. Uh let's see here. Next question from Ruslan and it's not a question. Ruslan says, hi, dear teacher Bob. No question today sir. Your lessons are wonderful. You are such a nice and positive man. Best wishes. Well, thanks Ruslan. Um I'm becoming a nice positive man. The older I get the nicer I am and the more positive I am. I think that's how life works though. As you get older you value different things more and hopefully everyone hopefully I don't become a crotchety old man. A crotchety old man is a man that's angry all the time. Let's see here. Next question from Margo. Hi, teacher Bob. In Europe, many people take compulsory vaccination as a violation of their rights prompted by pharmacological business. Any similar controversies in Canada? So, I think uptake of the vaccine, when you talk about how many people are getting it, we say uptake. Uptake of the vaccine in Canada is pretty good but we do have people who don't want to get vaccinated because they're afraid That the vaccine isn't safe but most people are getting vaccinated. I got vaccinated this past Thursday. My shoulder still hurts a little bit. I got the Pfizer vaccine this past Thursday. All teachers in my part of Ontario, Canada could get vaccinated. So, I got vaccinated. I'm pretty happy about that. Um and then, I think my second shot is early in the summer sometime around then. But yes, there is some vaccine hesitancy. That's the term we use in English. If people are worried about getting the vaccine, we say that they have vaccine hesitancy. When you are hesitant about something, it means you're not sure you want to do it. Let's see here. Alisu says, hi, teacher Bob. Can you tell us us the difference between between buy order and purchase? So, I sometimes go and buy groceries. Sometimes, I purchase groceries. Buy is a more familiar way to talk about when you give money to get something. You know, I like to buy an, you know, I might have to buy a van in two years because my one van's getting a little old. I might need to purchase a van. So, buy and purchase. Buy is more informal, very familiar and purchase is very businesslike and somewhat formal. You can use both. That's totally fine. When you order something though, that's what you do before you pay for it. So, you order a pizza. You can order a brand new vehicle. You can order something off the internet and then eventually it comes. So, usually ordering is when you tell someone you want something and you might pay right away but you might pay later, okay? So, there can be an element of, you know, a distance between the two. Brent says, very cool. Congratulations on the vaccine. Yes, I'm very happy to be vaccinated. I hope it takes effect soon. We are learning from home though for three more weeks. So, I have plenty of time to uh build immunity from the vaccine shot before I go back to work. So, but thanks Brent. Uh let's see here. Next question. Um Aisha says, there is no question. I just wanna thank you for all your efforts with us. I like the option of Quizlet that you've done with the lesson on tourism or of tourism. Yeah, I should do that more often I think. Sometimes I make Quizlet sets. Sometimes I don't. I will try to remember to think about it. It takes a little bit of time but I know some people really like uh playing the match and then seeing if they can beat other people's records. So, lolly lolly. Bonjour. Bonjour Bob. Could you give me some examples with work out and figure out? I'm a bit confused. Merci d'avance Bob. So, when you need to work something out or when you need to figure something out, it means the same thing. If I wanted to build a bench, I have to build a bench for the farm. I need to work out what wood I need to buy. I need to figure out what wood I need to buy. So, they can definitely be used interchangeably. Um I would probably sit down with a pencil and a piece of paper and kind of work out how many pieces of wood do I need? How many screws do I need? Um I need to sit down and figure out how much wood I need? How many screws do I need? So, definitely interchangeable Lolly. Let's see here. Ty says, hi, Bob. I'm late. My bad. I have a question. How many sons do you have? I have three sons. That's the answer to that question. Uh, Five kids total. Now, you'll have to figure out the rest of the makeup of the family. Next question from Yaroslav. Hi, Mr. Bob. My question is, what is the difference between beforehand and in advance? Thanks. Have a splendid weekend. They are the same, Yaroslav. Um I could say this. I need to go to town but beforehand, I have a few things to do on the farm or I need to go to town but before I go, I have a few things to do in advance. You know, I might use in advance at the end of the sentence. Okay, if you're going to get your vaccine shot next week, there's a few things you need to do in advance. If you're going to get your vac- vaccine shot next week, there's a few things you need to do beforehand. Yeah, I I'm I'm gonna say interchangeable. The way I just use them is definitely interchangeable. There's a few things I need to do in advance. There's a few things I need to do beforehand. Yes, I would use them interchangeably. Let's see here. Um, Yasin says, Oh, hi Yasin, good to see you. Hello, Bob from Iraqi Kurdistan. My question is what does it mean when you say someone is off limits? Or when you say you can do whatever you want, there there are no limits. So if something is off limits or someone is off limits, it means you can that that you cannot have any contact with that item or that person. Okay. So here's the best example. Sometimes in a TV show, a dad will say to a teenage boy, My daughter is off limits. That means that the teenage boy cannot date his daughter. She's off limits. Okay. So when you say someone is off limits, it usually means like someone who's in charge or in authority of the person is saying that another person can't see them romantically. It doesn't always mean that, but uh, it certainly means that. Let me think of another example. If you had a soccer team and you had 30 really good players and another team wanted to trade to get one of your players, you could say, okay, you can pick anyone but these five players are off limits. That means you're not allowed to pick those players. Um when there's no limits, it means you can do whatever you want, okay? If I said to you, come to my farm, you can pick as many flowers as you want. There's no limits. That means you could pick all the flowers. By the way, don't do that. (laughs) You can't come to the farm and pick as many as you want. But if there's no limits, um it means you can you can do as much as you want. Yes. Uh let's see here. Murdad says, Bob, I have two questions. What do you call that feeling after a mosquito sting? You would just say it's itchy. It's like, oh, I got a mosquito bite. It's so itchy, okay? Um I'm not looking forward to mosquito season but you would just say it's itchy, okay? Like, ah, a mosquito bit me. So, in my part of Ontario, Canada, we use bite instead of sting. So, here you can get a bee sting or you can get a mosquito bite. Even though they're almost the same thing. We still say mosquito bite. And then you would say, oh, it's really itchy. My mosquito bite is really itchy. And how do you read a soccer result like zero to two um, or two to two? Thank you very much. So, we would say two zero to two. Like the team lost. The score was zero to two. Someone might also just say oh and two, okay? So it was zero and two. Sometimes we use the letter O when we talk about zero when it's a score. So we might say um, so the team is zero and two so far. They're playing three games this week and they're zero and two so far. That means they've lost two. Uh let's see here. Royal says I have some questions. How to use would be and how to use ain't. Thanks. So would be is a little tricky because yeah. If I wasn't doing this live stream, I would be working outside. So you see how I set up two possibilities. Um if I wasn't drinking, if I didn't have water here, I would be thirsty. Um but now I can drink some water. And now I'm not thirsty. So you're going to have to do a little more research, Royal, but it's when you construct a sentence with two parts and you're kind of comparing alternatives. And ain't is just the same as isn't. You know, he ain't a very good worker. He isn't a very good worker. Hey, folks, let me do a small change here. It is time for members only chat. Let me turn on members only chat and explain a little bit to everyone what we're doing. Let's see here. Let me get back to the screen. So, there's a question here. Um it will stay there for a bit because I'm going to answer questions from members directly from the chat. For the next 10 minutes or so. So, if you are a member, first of all, thank you. You're awesome. Second of all, if any of you are considering becoming members, there is a join button below that you can click and it will tell you what getting membership does. You get an extra video on Wednesdays. You get a green name and a crown beside your name in the chat and you get to ask questions during members only chat time. So, let me jump over and look at the uh, chat to see what questions we have. Uh Anita says, does workout also mean to exercise? Thank you very much. Yes, I'm going to work out at the gym later or it was a really good workout but let me just check something because I think that it becomes one word at that point. Yeah, so m- workout when it's separate. Means something differently than when the word. So, yes, I could go and I have to go work out at the gym. So, that would be one word. As far as I know, I should double check that. Eugene says, hi, Bob. Our new restrictions begin today. The police can stop anyone and stop any vehicle asking for purpose of travel and address. I'm staying home to study more English lessons for Mr. Bob. Thank you. So, yeah, Eugene, uh, you're correct. Eugene lives in Ontario as well, by the way. We are in a stay at home order. We are in lockdown. Probably the strictest it's ever been. Um I did go out this morning to get fuel for the tractor. I went and bought some diesel fuel but nothing um is open and you're only allowed to really go out for necessities. Julia Elise. Hi, dear teacher. I have a whole sentence and I want to ask what tidy packet means here. It must have cost a tidy packet this little job. So, we don't use the phrase tidy packet in Canada. But my guess would be that it means that it cost a lot of money. It must have cost a fair sum. That would be how I would say it. Lolly Lolly says, "Sam Sam the Taiwanese, difficult time in France at the moment. I think it's the same in different countries in the world because of the epidemic COVID. Yes, some countries are winning the battle. Some countries are in a second or third wave. We are in a third wave and it is the worst wave of COVID so far. Things are not good in Ontario, Canada. Let's see. Mode eggs. Attend the exam. Appear in the exam. Appear for the exam. Write. Take the exam. Sit the exam. Which of these are correct and which are not? So, you gotta be careful here because in Ontario, Canada, we would say they're going to write an exam or they're going to take an exam. In Britain, I believe you would sit for an exam. We don't use that phrasing here and the first ones we don't use at all, okay? Um I would say, like my students are going to take an exam in June. My students are going to write an exam in June. Uh Ritesh says, hi, Bob. Hi, Ritesh. Thank you very much. Maria C. Hi, Bob. How are you? I'm good. You are a computer science teacher. Do you use Linux? If so, do you prefer that operating system than others? Why? Thanks and have a nice day. We do not use Linux. Um we use uh OSX at our school. We also have some Windows 10 computers. I am very familiar with Linux though but I currently do not have a Linux uh computer running. I don't have a Linux OS on any of my computers but I'm familiar with it. Enough to do stuff with it. Panthera. Dear teacher Bob, when you describe something something snarky. (laughs) Does that mean it's rough and can be offensive? Yes. It means it's rough. It's very abrupt. It's said in a rude tone like the tone of voice is very rude. Someone can be very snarky. When I went for my vaccine, there was a man in front of me who was very snarky with the receptionist. Um hey, thanks for becoming a member. I'm not sure who it is because a name didn't pop up. Oh, Piper has become a member. Welcome, Piper. Uh, let's see here. Um just gotta find back the question I was at. Snarky. Things didn't work out well for me. Says mode eggs. Um attend the exam Appear. Thank you, Bob. And then things didn't work out for me. Oh, I think you're talking to Sam still, right? Okay, my bad. Uh Lolly Lolly and Sam having a conversation. Moto Explore says, hello, teacher Bob. Could you explain? Sorry, hello, teacher Bob. Could you help me with the pronunciation of these words? Steel and still. Wheel and wheel. Swearing and sweating. Does swear have another meaning as saying bad words? Yes, okay. So first of all, someone um a long time ago, no, let me see. I have to use the word steal. <laughs> yeah. It's not nice to steal things. There you go. And then I could say we are still having a lot of covid cases in Canada. Um wheel and wheel are pretty much the same. You know, the car has a wheel on it and we'll go to town later. The the e softens a little bit when I say we'll go to town later. We'll go to town. We'll go to town. Um, and then swearing can mean bad words, but it can also—you can swear an oath. Okay. When Jen and I got married, we swore, we said our vows. So well, we didn't swear an oath. We we said our vows. You would swear an oath in court. You would be like, "I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth." Let's see here. Ritesh says, "Whenever I saw you on video, I became very happy. I'm glad that I have that effect on you." Ritesh. Lolly, you are brave, Bob. I haven't been vaccinated yet. Yeah, you know, I just I just want this to be over. Any way to make this over sooner is the way to go. Uh let's see here. Many of my Ontario friends are now fed up with the lockdown. Yes, Brent. They are trying to enforce the lockdown because our intensive care units are full. We are at capacity. Our healthcare system cannot take any more patients. Uh, but people aren't really listening. So, we'll see how it goes. Um let's see here. Panthera says, got the same message from someone living in Hamilton. Yes. Sam says, hello, teacher Bob. Have you heard of cram school? I was chatting with my American friend early today and I was shocked that she told me cram school doesn't exist in the States. So, I'm familiar with the term to cram. Sometimes my students will cram for an exam. That means they try to Let's say they should study 10 hours. They just study for one. So, they cram for the exam. They do all their studying in a short period of time. Uh Brent says, tidy packet and pretty penny. Yeah, I think that might mean the same thing. Um and then Ritesh says, how to say, I'm not getting you. So, when I don't understand someone, I could say, I don't get it or I'm not getting you and it means I don't understand. Julia Elise. Thank you teacher. May I ask if people can go to your farm in normal time and pick the bouquet themselves. So Julia, we do have that later in the season. Um we've used to do it a long time ago and we will probably do more of it later this year but usually in uh, it'll probably be in August. Brent says, Nori, some of my friends all want to go out at the same time so they can't be fined like a protest. Yeah, there's been protests as well. It's uh there was a big one last week. So, uh Maria C. We're in the second or third wave in Argentina too. COVID is spreading faster than ever in all countries at the same time. Yes, for sure. Um Brent said, my wife had the same problem with her vaccine. A teacher was snarky because she had to wait. Yes, teachers are funny people. That's all I'll say. I think Brent will understand what I mean by that. Um teachers can be Teachers are human beings and all the emotions that other people have, teachers have as well. Um Panthera, dear teacher Bob, saying aspire to be means the same as to strive for something. Little fix there, okay? Thrive means to be full of life and healthy. So, when kids thrive, they they're happy, they're growing, they're healthy but strive is the word you wanted there. So, to strive for something and to aspire to be something are the same thing. Um, Brent says, teachers could be the worst. Yeah, I was trying to say it nicely but that's exactly what I meant. Teachers, when teachers are in charge, they're just awesome. When teachers have other people in charge of them, they're the worst. Teachers make the worst students by the way. Uh, you take it from me. I've done uh I've taught teachers before in uh, training sessions. Anico, hello teacher Bob. Which dictionaries do you usually use? Do you have an advice for us on this? Thank you and I wish a good day to everyone. So, I like to use the online dictionary called Wiktionary and there's also a simple version of Wiktionary that you can use that's designed for people learning English. That's what I would recommend for all of you. Um Rod says, Mr. Bob, it might sound like a silly question however, what's the feeling of getting the first dose of the vaccine? Have a great weekend. Personally, Rod, I was very happy to get the needle in my arm. I was very, very happy to get vaccinated. Um I think that um Yeah, I I couldn't wait. I was I was super happy. So, it was quite emotional. Um happy. I didn't cry but I was happy. (laughs) Uh, Eugene says, the number of people in our hospital continue to hit a record high. 4,362 new cases confirmed in Ontario today. So, just to put that in perspective, in Ontario, we were having about 1,000 to 2,000 cases a day and then all of a sudden, it was 3,000 and then 3,500 and then 4,000 and then now, We're around 4,500 a day. It's a lot of people for our province. Um Panthera, dear teacher, if someone gets ostracized, it means that the one became disliked by others and they're not welcome. Yes. So, sometimes a group of teenagers will ostracize someone. They won't let them in their group. Sometimes adults do this as well. If someone in your family does something illegal you might ostracize that person where you just don't talk to them anymore. Moto, what is that like or how is that? What is that like? What's that like? If someone said, yeah, I jumped out of a plane with a parachute, I would probably say, oh, what's that like? Or what was that like? Um, Brent, do you call it pick your own at your farm or PYO or is that just an American thing? Yeah, it's definitely, we say cut your own flowers. But most people say pick your own flowers because you don't actually pick flowers. You cut flowers. If you pull them out of the ground like this, that's not good. They don't last very long in a vase. So, we usually say cut your own flowers. But most people refer to it as pick your own. Because of berry farms, pick your own strawberries, pick your own blueberries, those kinds of things. Um thank you, dear teacher from Panthera. No problem. Julius says, thank you, Brent. This phrase is from the old-fashioned book. Great to know this expression isn't used anymore. And then Anita says, thanks to Moat Eggs. And Panthera says, Could you please circumscribe me the word raiding? Especially when it's meant belonging to legislation. So I'm not sure. Raiding has a lot of different meanings. Um, a long time ago, like an army might raid a village. That means they go there and they steal everything. That's what raiding is. I'm not sure what it would mean in terms of legislation. Um In computer games, people can go raiding as well. If you play a massively multiplayer online role playing game, you might go on a raid. You might have an evening where you do some raiding in the video game but that's that's all I know. Hey folks, let me get back to normal chat. Let me get to the right button here and as I'm doing that, let me just mention once again, thank you to all of you who are members. Thanks to Brent and Natalia and Panthera and Anita and Julia and Moto Explore and Eugene and Rod and Aniko and Maria and I hope I don't miss anybody and Ritesh and Piper who just joined as well as I'm scrolling back. Sam the Taiwanese, Mode Eggs, Maria C. I think I'm starting to say names twice. Lolly Lolly and all of you. Thank you. Um let's get back to the regular questions. Um let's see here. I'm going to let me try to. So, Arena says, hi, teacher Bob. Please pronounce hundreds. (laughs) So, you picked a really hard word for me to say. Uh hundreds. When we have the D with the T H, it's very challenging. And how to use an intimate. Thanks in advance. So, when things are intimate, it can have a number of different meanings, okay? It usually means like a very close emotional attachment. Um but we also Yeah, like if you say they have an intimate relationship, it means they're very close to each other. It can't be careful though with this word because it can also have sexual overtones or meanings to it, okay? Um it can not, okay? It's totally capable. You can use the word intimate and it doesn't mean anything sexual but if you say that two people were intimate, it suddenly has a sexual connotation to it. So, be careful with how you use that word so that you use it correctly. Eugene says, good morning, Bob. Do you have any suggestion? Which rugged USB-C mobile storage is better? Thank you. I'm not sure, Eugene. I always buy, if I buy anything, I buy a name brand and something that's on sale, okay? Those would be the two things that I would go with. So, I don't have a good recommendation. Hey, I am Dina. Thank you so much for becoming a member of the channel. It's well good to have you here. Um next time we do a live stream when the members only chat comes up. Be cool if we could have a question. Let's see here. Um Vitaly says, hi, Bob. I would ask you to make more short videos on different topics. For example, vocabulary when playing with kids and so on to cover all, cover all areas of daily life. I will try to do that, Vitali. The videos, so on my list of video ideas, I've gone through all of the video ideas that I can make at home and all the video ideas and lesson ideas I have left require that I go out in the public which I can't do right now. So, I will think about that, Vitaly. Um maybe I have to come up with more ideas of lessons I can teach at home. Uh and that might be a good one. So, I will put it on the list. Brino has the next question. Hey, Bob, good morning. Could you explain the difference between have you ever and already? Because I often confuse this and I use did you already but it's wrong, I think. No, not necessarily. Um, the, well, yeah, there is a slight difference, okay? Have you ever, let's see, I'm trying to think. Have you ever eaten a hamburger? You're basically saying to the person, have you had that experience in your life? And the person could respond by saying, yes, I've I had a hamburger when I visited America. (laughs) Sorry, this is a bad example. Um but did you already has the expectation that someone was going to do something and you're just checking to see if they did it, okay? So, later today, I could say to Jen, did you already mow the lawn? Both of us know the lawn needs to be mowed today. I'm just asking if she's done it already. So, have you ever is just checking if someone's like, have you ever played uh, Age of Empires? Have you ever played football? Have you ever eaten a hot dog? You're asking if they've ever done something, okay? Have you ever been to Scotland? Have you ever been to China? But when you say, did you already, it's usually something that's fairly routine. Did you already get the mail? Did you already go for a walk today? So, it's something you already know the person does regularly and you're just checking if they did it hope that made some sense. That was a great question by the way. Enrique, is there a difference between years ago or years back? Years ago, I had long hair. (laughs) Years back, I had long hair. I would use years ago more regularly but they are both correct and I I've heard both for sure. Let's see here. Annie Tran says, there are so many phrases in English. Yes, sorry about that. Do you have any tips to remember the phrases easier? Thank you so much. Hope you are doing well. The only way to remember things in a language uh, is to either repeat it a number of times artificially like write it out a whole bunch of times. Say it out loud 20 times. That's one method to memorize. The other way is to just use it in an actual conversation two or three times right after you learn it. Um both of those are good for learning things. Using something in a conversation after you learn it is probably the best way to learn something. Ritesh, how to respond. What's up? If someone says, hey, Bob, what's up? I usually say not much. Probably 99% of the time. Hey, Bob, what's up? Not much. Hey, Bob, what's up? Not a whole lot. If I don't say not much, I might actually say what I'm doing. So, if Jen said uh to me later today, well, Jen doesn't say what's up. Let's say I'm going to work. Um and someone said, hey, Bob, what's up? I can say, oh, not much. I'm just on my way to the photocopier. So, you might actually describe what you're doing but I would say for me, most of the time, I say not much. Yes, it's very, very common. Cecilia says, hello, Bob. I love your room style. Do you like minimalist the minimalist aesthetic? Thank you. Yes, all of The the stuff in my room is on the other side of the camera and I try to keep the back as empty as possible. Um and then I just have a nice set of old doors. They're called French doors. Um and and a chair from Ikea. I try to keep things simple in here so that I don't want anything to distract you. That's behind me. But it is um off camera. It's a little bit messy. Here, I'll give you a bigger look. So, you can see there is a little bit of mess over there. And then there's the piano that my kids play and I'm really cheap. I need a new file cabinet cuz this one's gone out of style but I'm too cheap. I'm gonna keep this old one. So, anyways, a little bit of a bigger look at the room. Next question from Samreen. What does the idiomatic expression make good? Um, If I do something to someone and it costs them money or hurts them in some way emotionally, I might make good That means to make reparations. That means to make things better, okay? You can say, look, I'm gonna make good. Um I know I didn't get you a present for your birthday but I'm gonna make good. I'm gonna make it up to you would be another way to say it. Um for sure. Um the ancient North North Atlantic. Sir, I teach English at a secondary school. Could you tell the best ways to teach English to teenagers? Thanks a lot. Well, teenagers are very unique and one of the um windows into their lives is through music and through television. They don't watch a lot of television though so you're gonna it's probably best to look at Netflix but I would say if appropriate bring music they like and bring television shows they like and movies they like into the classroom as much as possible so that they stay interested. This does require that you yourself stay current. You need to understand what students like. Something that you think is cool from five years ago, in their minds, it's like 30 years old, okay? So, teenagers have their own culture and you need to understand a little bit of it and bring that into the classroom as much as possible. Um, Some things that you think are cool aren't cool. So, you gotta you gotta it's good to have them do their own projects. Tell them to research their favorite English song and present it to class and then you yourself have a new song you can add to your curriculum. Uh Geraldo says, Hello, or hi teacher Bob. Can you tell us the difference between thanks in advance and thanks before thanks? We generally say thanks in advance. Like, hey, could you photocopy this test for me? Thanks in advance. So basically you're saying thanks before the job is done. Uh Dimitri says, Mr. Bob, I really like your pronunciation. I should thank my parents for that. They taught me how to speak English. That's how all the English would speak and I adore your videos with different meanings verbs. Can you do more of this? Yeah, I actually think this Tuesday's video might be a different meanings video. Don't don't quote me on that. I have to check my production list but I think that's what I'm planning to do. Hi, Bob. How can I improve my listening? Well, that is the one thing that you can do more in every day than speaking or reading or writing, okay? You can practice your listening so much so easily. You can listen to music. You can listen to audiobooks. You can listen to podcasts. You can find so many things to listen to and you can probably listen to English four to six hours a day. You can listen while you cook a meal. You can listen while you're on the train. You can listen while you're driving your car. So I would just do this. Find music. Find podcasts. Find um, audiobooks. Find audio versions of the news. Listen to the radio. Like just turn on the radio and find an English station if there is one. Um, Do it as much as you can. Um, And with listening, I'm not always concerned if people don't understand everything. Sometimes that's not a bad thing. Just let it flow over you and learn as much as you can. Next question from Thirindu. Hi, teacher Bob. I don't have any questions to ask you. This is the very first day I join your live stream. Thanks a lot. You're welcome, Thirindu. I hope you're still here. Let's check for a sec if Thirindu is still here. I'll say hi if I can. Nope, I think Thirindu is gone. Wait, yeah, no Thirindu. At least maybe not with that name. So, anyways, I'm glad you were here. Maybe you still are. Um. Name is two smiley cowboys. Can you tell me how much do you know about India? I know that India is I think the second most populous country in the world. I know that there is a lot of awesome food. There are a lot of recipes that you can use to make Indian food and it's delicious. Um and I know a lot more than that, but I don't want to spend too much time talking about India. But what I will do, double cowboy, is I will read the Wikipedia page on India sometime this afternoon. That's usually what I do when someone asks me about a country. I go and learn a bit more about it. I'll try to do that. Delay says, what are the differences between let's look and let's have a look, okay? So, if someone says, if my kid says to me, my bicycle's broken, I could say, okay, well, let's look or let's have a look. It basically means let's see what's wrong with it. So, we would use both. Let's look um, and let's have a look. We would probably use let's have a look more often in that situation. Let's have a look. Oh, I fell down and I hurt my elbow. Let's have a look, okay? It just means let's look at it and see what we can do to fix things. Um Marco says, good afternoon, Bob. I'm learning English. Do you have a tip for me to learn to think in English? Because instantly, mentally, I'm translating. So, I I'm trying to remember how I eventually just started thinking in French and I think it happens for me it happened while I was watching a French television show every night for an hour for weeks on end and then also at one point I didn't realize I was watching a show in French and so that there's probably many things you can do to start thinking in English but that's what worked for me when I was learning to think in French. Um, I was sitting there watching a show, enjoying it and yes, you do translate in your mind and then all of the sudden, I just started understanding it but again, this was after weeks and weeks of watching a French TV show every night usually for about an hour and then all of a sudden, it just it just made sense. It was a very cool experience for me. I don't think everyone will have the same experience but that was my experience. Olga says, hello, teacher Bob. How much time do you spend learning French per day? Thank you. So, Olga, when I don't have a lot of time, I do this. I read the news in French. I usually watch one five to ten minute YouTube video in French every day and I sometimes will watch a little bit of the French news at night. Um that's the minimum. When I am working hard, when I have time, I do I usually read about 15 minutes in French. I usually do a little bit of French writing. I have a couple people I email in French. Um I try to do as much listening as I can. Especially if I'm out on the tractor on the farm. I listen to French music. Um and then I speak with my French friend for 30 minutes every week. So one day a week. Um I speak with my French friend. So my I would say this. 15 minutes minimum but I prefer to spend an hour a day just maintaining and practicing my French. So, I would recommend you do the same with English. Let's see here. Otman says, hello, teacher Bob. I hope you're having a good day. I just wanna ask you, what is the difference between I'm afraid and I am scary? (laughs) So, when I say I am afraid, it means that I am experiencing the emotion of fear, okay? If if I saw a snake, I would say I am afraid. If I see a snake and say I am scared, it means the same thing. But if I say I am scary, it means that other people are afraid of me. Okay? So, it's a very different meaning. I am scared means I'm like ah and I run away. If I say I am scary, it means like I'm like and other people are scared of me. So, be careful with scary and scared definitely um, look similar but have very different meanings. Uh, so Sergey says, Hi, teacher Bob. I can speak then I'm drunk only. How to overcome modesty because I can't drink a lot for speaking training things." So, one of the effects um, of alcohol on humans is that it makes people have less inhibitions. I do not recommend this strategy. But as Sergey is saying that when you have less inhibitions, it can be easier to speak. Um Sergey, I would recommend this. Save the alcoholic beverages for the weekend when you're out with friends or whatever you choose and then try to have more conversations without doing something like that. Um the more you do it, the better. Um if you uh if you spend a lot of time speaking with people. It just gets easier. I know it sounds like very simple advice but it is very very true. Um let me see here where I am. Yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up everyone. I got should I try to rapid fire the rest of the questions? Okay, I'm not taking any new questions. We're gonna go into rapid fire mode and I'm gonna try to finish them. Kathy says, speaking good English is not necessarily having a British or American accent. It is to speak English with an intelligible pronunciation. Do you agree? Yes, absolutely. Everyone learning English as an adult will have an accent and you should not be too ashamed of it. Just speak and enjoy communicating with people. Um BJ Nova says, hello, teacher Bob. Could you explain the difference between crease, wrinkles, and crumple when talking about clothes? Thank you. So, a crease is a nice straight line that you form sometimes when you iron your clothes. Wrinkles are this shirt actually has a few wrinkles because this shirt was crumpled in the corner. Um so, it got wrinkles. Wrinkles are lines that go in all different directions. Um Dieter says, hi, mister Bob. Can you explain the meaning of the word mullet, please? A mullet is when your hair is short here and really long in the back on a guy, okay? I saw it in Guy Ritchie's movie Snatch. Thanks in advance. Yes. So, long in the long, long hair in the back. Uh, I forget what they say. Something about um, formal in the front, party in the back. I don't know maybe Brent remembers the phrase about a mullet but short hair in the front and long in the back is a mullet. Let me just check something, folks. I wanna mark how far I'm gonna go here. Yes, I'm gonna go up to Fatima's question. So, let me get back to the questions. Let's see here. Jiao says, hello, Bob. I'm from Brazil and I just want to say thank you. I appreciate your methods and like your channel and your videos. No problem. You are very, very welcome. Next question from Vazia. Hi, Bob. Hope you are doing well. Here's two sentences. Did you hear this? I have to fix this, okay? We can't have a D there. Did you hear this and did you hear? What's correct? So, yes, definitely you would say, did you hear? Did you hear? Joe had an accident. He drove his car in the ditch. That's always my example, isn't it? Did you hear? Did you hear? (laughs) Um Emery says, hello, Bob. How's it going? Good today. Why French is spoken in Montreal? Nobody knows English. Um so Montreal is a bilingual city. It has areas where people primarily speak French and areas where many people speak English. So, it will depend on what side of the city or what part of the city you are in. In Quebec City, more people speak French but in Montreal, you will probably be able to find French-speaking neighborhoods um, and English-speaking neighborhoods. Next from Antonio. Hello, hello, dear honorable Mr. Bob. You know, that makes me smile when people say that. I just wanted to thank you for all the effort and dedication you've put into your videos. You're a wonderful person. Well, you're welcome, Antonio. Thank you for those kind words. Mustafa, are you fasting, Mr. Bob? I am not fasting. It is my understanding that Ramadan started earlier this week um and um I th- I'm just when I'm looking at the calendar here. Yes, so I am not fasting but I know many of my viewers are. So, I hope I wish you all the best as you uh practice that. That's very cool. Uh let's see here. Muhammad says, Merhaba Bob. Is there a way to speak almost like a native speaker? Would you say Yusef? So, you can get pretty close To speaking like a native speaker but you need to live in an English speaking country I think to do that. I think that's challenging to do when you are learning online only. Next question from Lena. Hello, hope everything is doing great. What is the difference between I'm lonely and I'm alone? Thank you. So, I can be with people and still be lonely. If I say I'm lonely, lonely, I'm experiencing the emotion, okay? I'm I'm lonely right now. Well, when you say I'm alone, it simply means there's no one else around you. Let me just double check where I am. Again, I'm not taking any new questions. I have a few more to go and we will wrap this up. Next question from Natalie. I would like to ask, what do you say as a greeting for example to a shop assistant or a teacher? I heard you can use hello but that's quite disrespectful in my country. You would say hello. You would say hello and then mister and then their last name. That would be what most high school students do. So, if your teacher's name was mister Smith, you would say, hello, mister Smith. That's what you would say when you walked in the classroom. Um Anissa says, hi, teacher Bob. When you use the word folks, what does it really mean? Is it meant like unknown people in general or friends like people you know and care about? Thanks. So, this is something I use as a teacher's room. And it's something I use in my live streams as well. When I say um hmm, losing my voice. When I say, okay, folks, we got one more minute. I don't wanna say guys because even though guys refers to guys and girls, it doesn't sound great. So, I use folks as a gender neutral way to refer to all the people who are watching. Let's see here. Prashant says, good morning, mister Bob. What is the meaning of put up, pile up, look up? So, when you put up with something, it means you tolerate it. So, when my kids um, yell and scream, I just put up with it instead of getting angry. Sometimes, I do get a little bit angry though but dads do that sometimes. Uh when you pile something up, you stack it. So, you can pile up firewood but there can also on the highway be a pile up when cars smash into each other. Uh and when you look up, You can do that or you can also in a book try to find something like oh I'll look up the meaning of this word. Let's see here. Betty and then one more question. Hi dear Bob. What's the difference between used and used to? Can you give me an example? I buy used vans and I used to eat sugar but I don't anymore. So, just a slight difference, okay? Used just is an adjective to say something isn't new. But used to is a verb construct that we use to say something that we did regularly that we don't do anymore. Um you can also say um that you get used to something. When you get used to something, it becomes easy to do. Number two, what does straightforward and ticked off mean? Straightforward means you say exactly what you think and you're honest and ticked off means you are angry. Thank you as always. Have a good day. No problem. Um Fatima says, hi, Bob. Can you explain the inverted sentence? So, generally, I invert sentences when I'm asking a question. So, if I say, you are cool, I'm making a statement. But if I invert, I say, are you cool? So, I'm asking if you're a cool person. That's the the quickest example that comes to mind. Um Subinella. Hi, Bob. Would you please explain what it means for something to be excruciating? It means to be difficult, painful, not pleasant. You know, when I had heart surgery, I had excruciating pain. So, I had extreme pain. I can still feel it a little bit. (laughs) Even though my heart's over here, my incision was on this side and they went through across. I had minimally invasive surgery but it was an excruciating process. It was very very uh painful. Um let me see here. I think I'm going to. Yep, two more questions and we're done. Here we go. Um, Hikaru, how can I improve my writing? Do more of it, have someone correct it for you. Quick answer right there. And then Valera says, Hello, dear Bob. Have you already gotten the vaccine for COVID 19? Yes, I got it this past Thursday. In 10 to 14 days, I will have hopefully limited immunity. And then after I get my second shot, hopefully, I have better immunity to this virus. Um Marwanto says, hi, Mr. Bob. Can you suggest something to me? Does another word have the same meaning as phenomenon? No, like he's a phenomenon. Yeah, not really. I don't think so. I would say no. Let's see here. And then, uh let's see. I think there's only one question left. I should just answer it, shouldn't I? Uh so, Taiwan says, hello from Korea. I wanna say thank you to you. Your videos are so helpful. I lived in Toronto until last year so I feel more friendly. (laughs) Haha, thank you. Stay safe. Well, thank you very much and that's a good one to end on. Um by the way, you probably noticed for the last nine minutes, I was speaking very quickly. I was just trying to get all the questions done. We did it. I answered all the questions that came in through the forum. Um so, if you uh submitted a question. Hopefully, you got the answer that you wanted. If you didn't, you can always come back and watch parts of this video again tomorrow or the next day just to review the response that I gave. I do wanna say thanks to Todd and Dave for being here and moderating the chat and just shout outs to all of the regulars I see in the chat. Rod, Julia, Olease, Panthera Nori. I saw Natalia Illusion, Judith Oroz is here. Mahesh is here. Um Natalia Belgrade as well as I scroll back. is here. Um, There was a question about having trouble pronouncing names in English. I have trouble pronouncing some of your names and I apologize for that but thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being English students. Uh I hope you have a great Saturday and I will see you Tuesday with a brand new lesson and of course next week Friday morning uh with a live lesson. Um by the way, last Sunday evening, On my second channel on Bob's short English lessons. I did a live stream where I played a game called GeoGuessr for about an hour. I might do that again tomorrow night. When I sit down to relax, I sometimes play video games and I did it kind of as an English lesson, kind of as a let's play, kind of as a let's learn English thing. So, that was on my second channel. Um maybe I'll put the let's give me a second here to put second Nightbot should share a link in a moment to my second channel. Um so it's a game called GeoGuessr where it takes you to Street View on Google Maps and shows you things and you have to guess what country you're in. It was a lot of fun. About 70 people came out. People in the chat would try to help me and tell me what country they thought I was in. Um I had a streak of seven by the way. So anyways, Look for that tomorrow night. I will share a link on the community page for this channel. That will be on my second channel. Um it was a lot of fun. If you weren't there, um sorry. I know most of Europe and Russia wasn't able to come because of the time zones but anyways, enough about that. Thanks for being here. Have a great day. I'm gonna click the end button now and uh I hope that you have a good Saturday and a good Sunday and a good weekend um and I hope that you are staying safe and uh trying to fight um trying to fight this COVID virus off. I really hope it's gone in six months, everybody, so life can go back to normal. Anyways, bye. Have a good day. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.